And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we got a great show today, Casey. Uh, we're going to hop around uh, the province. Uh, actually, we're going to... Uh, uh, well, we're going to do a segment today. We rarely get to do one anymore. Online shopping. We're going to talk a bit about uh, how you can uh, buy wine, perhaps, with people inside your bubble uh, get yourself organized so that you can buy some nice wine for the holidays for yourself without having to buy a whole case. So uh, stick around for that. And Casey, I asked you to match up some surprise uh, food food endings for the wine. So we look forward to hearing about that. Did you get that done? I did, Tony, and you're going <laughs> to love my picks. Okay. Uh, Ross Weiss will join us today from Black Hills. Uh, we'll have a quick chat about uh, the end of the harvest there. And also he's written uh, quite an interesting uh uh, treaties for his uh, Master of Wine submission. He's now an MW, but he talked about what the Okanagan might look like in 2050. So we're going to touch on that and how things might change up there. Then we have a special interview with Ann Sperling. Uh, you remember Ann, Casey? Do you remember Cedar Creek when she was there? Yes, I do. That was uh, a few years back. We were younger. Actually, Cedar Creek was called Uniaki, but nobody knows that now. So, uh, But I always think it's such a strange name. Uh, they did so much better when they changed their name to Cedar Creek. So we'll talk to Ann about her Sperling Vineyards in Kelowna and about uh, being a woman in the wine business. Uh, and then finally, Casey, not far from uh, your 75th floor apartment uh, is the Homer Street Cafe. We're going to talk to J.S. Dupuis about uh, drinks. Yeah, fireballs. Fireballs, hot toddies. Uh, sounds, uh, sounds like we're going back a bit in time. No, maybe, she thinks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Casey, let's go have a drink right now before the show starts. Okay. What do you think? I'm going to have the butterscotch liqueur. All right. See you there. Uh, folks, stick around. All that and more coming up next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. When the cooler weather settles, the vibe changes, dishes become heartier, and wine decidedly more nuanced. Savon Foods carries the world's largest selection of BC VQA wine, more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries, all perfect for fall. There's no better time to experience BC's best vintages, and there's no better place to find them all than Savon Foods. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine. Rediscover the South Okanagan good life at Watermark Beach Resort, Asoyas Hotel and Conference Centre. Just steps to everything. The beach, shopping, the marina and great dining at the restaurant at Watermark. New executive chef Nick Atkins invites you to indulge your senses with bright new flavours inside or on the newly expanded lakeside patio. Featuring new health and safety protocols and procedures. Reservations are highly recommended. Celebrate the South Okanagan. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com. Toast the transition to winter in the Okanagan Valley with Black Hills Estate Winery. Whether you're looking for special gifts for friends and family or a little treat for yourself, 
Their wine experience center is open all year round. Sample special wines such as their luscious bright Chardonnay and flagship Bordeaux blend Nota Bene. Recently awarded 95 points by Michael Godel of Wine Align. For more information or to reserve a seated wine tasting, visit BlackHillsWinery.com or check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Kennard Creek Vineyards is now open every day from 11 till 5. New for Saturdays this season, complimentary tastings of The Creek, their flagship Bordeaux-style red blend, grown right here in the South Okanagan. Impress your friends with your wine tasting skills and stop by Tuesday to Thursday for their newest experience, a black glass blind tasting, now 50% off. Plus, Miradoro Restaurant is also open daily for lunch and dinner. To find out more, visit tinhorn.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. At the cafe down on the corner With a lost look on his face Hello everyone and welcome to today's uh, show. Special welcome uh, from Allison Lake Provincial Park to Swan Lake Burke. Sanctuary, Casey, how about that? Thanks for listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio on Easy Rock 1400 in Penticton, one of our favorite places to uh, taste wine in. Our guest is J.S. Dupuis. He's the beverage director from the Homer Street Cafe uh, in downtown Vancouver. J.S., how are you? Very good. How are you? Uh, I'm well. I always get nervous when I talk to restaurateurs now. I have no idea how they're surviving or managing or even what they're thinking about. How's your mental state? Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's there. It's, uh, you need to really work on it, but yeah, it's, we're, we're getting through. We're getting by. Well, one yeah. thing you don't have to work on are your margaritas. Oh, thanks, Casey. I am now crowning you the king of the best margaritas in Vancouver phenomenal and so simple the way you did it which they say forget about the blender and the ice and pouring tequila in right keep it classic exactly what you don't put anything in it or tell us qu- just quickly you know tell us how you do that uh, i just i like to keep it classic it's, it's margarita is one of my all-time favorite cocktails and i find it's one of the cocktails that get destroyed the most and i just keep it you know classic with uh, good quality tequila cointreau nothing no substitute uh, fresh lime juice and uh, a little bit of the sugar, and I, I just like to add sometimes a little bit of fresh um, orange juice, like a touch of fresh orange juice. Uh, but my trick is I just don't shake it very much to, to not to dilute it too much. I find that lime doesn't have a lot of acidity, so you want to keep that bright acidity to keep the cocktail nice and alive and, and beautiful salt on the rim. And here you go. And you mm. chilled the glasses too. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, I, I want one now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, takeout's great at Cafe, Homer Street Cafe, and um, you're going to be opening up Tableau again. Yeah, we're going to be reopening Tableau. Um, we're aiming for mid-January. We did a little bit of a facelift in it, a nice little reno. Um, you know, it's a 10-year-old restaurant, so it needed a little bit of love and took the opportunity of, of the closure to, to make it happen, so we're very excited. New chef, new uh, front of the house team. It's going to be very exciting. I know. I Tableau, love that concept. Tableau is uh, also in downtown Vancouver. It's over at the uh, Loden Hotel. Uh, did What about that step? Is it still there? Uh, yeah, the steps are there all the time. We have to keep the steps. <laughs> Why do you ask that, Tony? 
Uh, well, I've seen people fall down those steps. Well, uh, you know what? I did fall down. One Casey yeah, Wilson. and I ended up, I hit the wall. It was... She r- rolled up like a ball, bounced off the wall, got up and walked out the door. No, no, ran no out the door. Ran out the door. Thinking oh, no one would see her. Geez. And Nobody uh, saw I thought, yeah. <laughs> it's, Nobody just saw. A, it's just a small step, but you have to uh, beware. Well, you know, I'd had a couple of those margaritas. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more visible in the in the in the, in the new version. Right on, JS. Uh, it, it looks like we're going to have even a, a some stiffer regulations coming up, or at least uh, you know stick around in your neighborhood. And I'm wondering, has it has that uh, helped you stay in touch with the neighborhood more, like at Homer Street Cafe, with, with less people traveling all around? Uh, for sure. We um, actually the first part of the pandemic when we actually were shut down and only doing uh, takeout. It yep. really got us to know the neighbors. Um, uh-huh. We're you know we're a neighborhood restaurant. Like we've our 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 vision and mission is to be you know the best neighborhood restaurant in our community, and and so we're really focusing on our neighborhood. Um, met some a lot of new guests, new friends, uh, people walking by every day. Um, you know our lunch clientele changed a little bit because we used to get a bit more of a business lunch crowd. Yep. Uh, but now the businesses are closed, but the people that live in the neighborhood are working from home, are coming visiting us at lunch. So. We still have a business crowd that's just working from home now, so it definitely was a, a change for us a bit in the uh, in the landscape of things. But you know, we're very community minded, and we just want to be a, a good neighborhood restaurant. So it's, it's and they're yeah. they're more for. casually dressed now when they come in at noon. Yep, absolutely. And the team, uh, I know you've been at it for quite a while now. Is there a, a a good sense of safety among everybody on both sides of uh, of the table, so to speak. So to speak. Absolutely. I mean, we've been we've been working really, really closely with all the regulations and uh, yeah. got praised by Coastal Health. Actually, uh, I think every every restaurant uh, that's worth its name, it's not that much of a difference. For I mean, we're all washing our hands all the time, constantly, anyway. Uh, yeah. No, we have to wear face masks. Washrooms are clean all the time, anyway. So it was not that massive of a change. It just mm-hmm. definitely needs to be a bit more in the face of the guests. But we, you know, we have the dividers. All the staff is wearing masks. We're keeping our distances. Sanitizer everywhere. Uh, so we're we're definitely following up and, and doing what we have to do. Yeah, we're talking with J.S. Dupuis, the beverage director at Homer Street Cafe and uh, Tableau, which will uh, open in the early in the new year, reopen after renovating at the Loden Hotel. Uh, J.S., what about your hours now? Have you changed those at all, or how, how does that work today? Yeah, we uh, we had to adapt a little bit uh, where we had to close a little earlier. Um, you know, we're never a very late, late-night uh, place, so right. it did not affect us as much as other places. But, yeah, we had to adapt. You know, the, the liquor service uh, ending up an hour before liquor stores are closing was maybe not the, the best idea for us, but, yeah, you know, <laughs> what we have to deal with. Well, you know uh, what's really impressive is in in that lower level in the restaurant, I couldn't believe the shields. They, mm-hmm. are, they feel like um, they're to the ceiling, floor to ceiling. Yeah, they're a little bit higher, and, you know, we try to make it to look like they, they look like they belong in, in the room. I think a lot of restaurants, and I've, I've been going to a lot of places uh, where they've integrated those those shields and actually kind of look nice, and um, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really impressed with the restaurant community in Vancouver and what everybody's done, uh, the way they handle their um, patio extensions and then the way yeah. they put the shield and the creativity of a lot of people. Uh, it's been, you know... 
it's been showing the the best face of, of, of a lot of restaurants in town, which has been great. Well, Casey uh, always talks about you as a wizard uh, uh, bartender as well, drinks maker. Uh, how has that changed? What what uh, like have you changed the kind of drinks you're making? Or are people going back to different drinks? How would you characterize the, the cocktail market? Because before the pandemic, it was you know fresh this and that and everything crazy mixed up and uh, you know how is it today? Uh, we haven't changed very much. Uh, definitely reopening. We definitely had some cheeky cocktail names and related to the pandemic. Uh, we found that people went back for cocktails a lot when we reopened. You know, mm-hmm. people were used to drinking wine and beer at home um, yep. when everything was shut down. And one thing that people were missing were cocktails and, and realized, oh, it's, you know, it's a bit more complicated to juice a, a liter of lemon uh, by hand. So yeah, maybe at let's, home. Go, let's go to the restaurant and get a sour. <laughs> and the one you get at the store is not as good. So we definitely saw a surge in cocktails uh, as soon as we started reopening. And, you know, it's, people are looking for comfort. People are looking for these delicious cocktails that make them feel like it's summer, like they they can forget about uh, this crazy time. So, And you've got I mean, an yeah. ace bartender in Robin Gray. We do. Oh, uh, he is uh, incredible. the best for us. Yes, that was, that was great for you to get him. So the cold weather's uh, coming. Uh, there'll be less dining outdoors for sure, but uh, yep. what about drinks? What, what have you got for cold weather that you might uh, suggest if people drop by the Homer? Uh, we always recommend uh, a nice stiff drink to start. You know, we have uh, a cocktail named the Beasley, which is a our twist on an old fashioned, uh, where we're using uh, we're not using any sweetener, but we're using liqueurs instead to uh, to sweeten the cocktail. We're making it with Glenmore and G10, which is a nice, beautiful uh, single malt. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's always room for margarita. Uh, whenever you drink a tropical tropical drink, when it's raining and miserable, it makes you feel like you're on vacation. And anyway, that's how I feel when I drink it. Yeah. And what can and we make ahead over the holidays as well, far as the, the like holidays, a batch I mean, you're, cocktail? You're not going to have a lot of people at your house, no, right? So no. Yeah, a nice little punch is always fun to make um, and then really easy to make uh, non-alcoholic as well. I always like to substitute um, liquor with tea when I can uh, to make something non-alcoholic. Right, oh. good idea. Yeah. You know, and there's such a variety. We use tea leaves at, at Homer Street and Tableau, and they have such a variety of flavors where it goes to rooibos, which is one of my favorite go-to uh, to replace a, kind of a rum, make a non-alcoholic rum equivalent, or you can have black tea or green tea or jasmine for something a bit more floral. And basically it's just whatever juice you like and bring a little bit of acidity with some lemon and lime and any as make it as sweet or as, as bitter as you want it to make it. But you can right. really get creative and make a big batch of it, uh, put some fresh fruit in it, leave it in the fridge, and it gets better and better after a few days, and then easy to pour for your group of six. Yes, wow. good. You talked about a fireball. What, is, what do you mean when you say fireball? A fireball is a very popular uh, cinnamon liqueur, um, I use it as a shot. Coming from Whistler, I'm, I'm very well versed in the world of Fireball, uh, yeah. but I like I love to use it in cocktails because it's nice and cheeky, and it makes everything taste like cinnamon. Uh, great addition in tiki cocktails, or if you're making a punch instead of using real cinnamon, you could just use cinnamon liqueur, and you get a little kick of of liquor with that. So. And you mentioned a butterscotch liqueur. I'd never heard of it. It sounds delicious. Yeah, beautiful uh, salted butterscotch from Miguel Cuddy, same same uh, maker as Fireball. And I use that for my hard apple cider. It's a beautiful organic apple cider with uh, cinnamon liqueur and uh, butterscotch liqueur, a little bit of lemon for acidity. 
and that's perfect for a cold day. Cold, or just cold pull, day. And what about a hot? Your, what about a hot toddy? Always popular. I'm making a hot toddy right now. I'm blending a few whiskeys and uh, probably use maple syrup because maple syrup makes everything better. Yes. As a, huh. as a, as a, you know, as a Quebecer, I always have to stay by my maple syrup. And as my <laughs> grandmother said, it's a hot toddy isn't a drink, it's medicine. Yes, absolutely. I, uh, Jay, I totally agree. JS, uh, thanks for joining us today. Great to catch up with you. I'd love to hear your spirit on the phone. It's fantastic. Uh, the holiday season's uh, closing in on us, and we need some spirit. So think about Absolutely. dropping by the Homer Street Cafe, folks, uh, and you can also check them out online at thehomerstreetcafebar.com. Uh, and you can check out tableaubarbistro.com uh, early in the new year as they uh, roll out their new renovated premises. Thanks, JS. Great to Thank chat with you. Thank you. Yeah. See you soon. We'll see you soon. Okay, J.S. Dupuis, Beverage Director, Homer Street Cafe and Tableau Bar. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. Plenty more coming up. We're going to actually uh, talk to our old friend, Anne Sperling. Uh, she's a fantastic woman winemaker uh, that we can't wait to talk to next on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The Upper Bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more. It's been a long year. You need a little therapy vineyard in your life. Book your stay at the Inn on the Vineyard overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It is the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. Plus, BC Food & Wine radio listeners can save on their stay year-round at Therapy Vineyards. Just enter the code Gizmondi when you book online at therapyvineyards.com. You know I'm a wine drinker. Let's be completely honest. That's what drives that passion. Tony Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. Between our, our three properties, I have about a 5,000 bottle wine cellar. So I have wines from all over the world, and I drink wines from all over the world. I do have a lot of friends. <laughs> Experience the passion. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca and look for Poplar Grove at private fine wine stores. Please enjoy responsibly. And now, a BC Food & Wine Radio Spotlight on British Columbia Wineries. Presented with the generous support of the Agribusiness Financial Specialists at Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited to talk to Anne Sperling today. Of course, she's the winemaker at Sperling Vineyards in uh, Kelowna, as well as in uh, at Southbrook Vineyards in Ontario. And she makes wine in Argentina. Anne, how are you? I'm doing really well. Everybody's happy when the harvest is over. There's always a sort of a sense of relief. Uh, do, do, even after all these years, do you do, do you feel the pressure of a harvest? Oh, absolutely. We um, we've got a lot going on, and you know the weather and timing and the season coming to an end is always putting some pressure on us. So every decision has carries a lot of weight and. 
Uh, some days the decisions mean that you're working, you know, 12 hour days and maybe it's the sixth one you've had that week. So, um, so, you know, everything kind of adds up by the end of harvest. So it's a big relief when, uh, when you can sort of take a little more time and thought with each uh, step that you're taking. Do you have a favorite part of this busy time of year, Anne? Well, it, there, there's, uh, there's a category known as crush junkies and, for sure, there's kind of a, a high that you get from working in that environment. And um, and so, you know, every year there's kind of, as harvest approaches, there's some dread, but also that, that um, excitement about, you know, making wine again, fresh wine again from the new harvest. So, so um, for sure, you know, there's, there's the highs and lows are, are definitely, you know, more extreme than the rest of the time of year. So it's uh, something you, as a, as a winemaker that, you know, I, I, I love and, you know, can't really get uh, a shake off. <laughs> uh, well, you're a bit modest about that. I mean, you're living in Ontario uh, with your family there making wine, but of course your family winery, the Sperling Winery, is, is in Kelowna. So how, how do you manage uh, harvest in two places and how do you, how do you maintain uh, uh, being the winemaker in both places? Well, um, thankfully, I know the property really well in uh, Kelowna. And <laughs> since I grew up there, I know, you know, all the old vines, all the new plantings, everything that I've been um, working at and overseeing for, for years. Um, so that helps a lot. And uh, we have, you know, all, all kinds of great ways to communicate. And we have, you know, really good courier services, so I can have samples overnight and be tasting the wines the next day with my team in the cellar. Right. So, um, so we, you know, we just use all the resources available and uh, and and communicate all the time. So, um, you know, it really helps to have great people um, in the in the cellar that I I can trust. I know their palates. You know, they know my palate. So. So we we are very um, much on the same page as to what we're what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. We're speaking with Anne Sperling. She's the winemaker at Sperling Vineyards in Kelowna, also working out of Southbrook in Ontario, and uh, with her husband have a property in Argentina. And uh, I, I, it was a good explanation about how you get all things done. Uh, I wanted to talk a bit about uh, being a woman. So much of that is in the news today. Uh, I, 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 you know, I have seen women in the wine business for, for nearly 40 years and never thought much about it other than it was totally normal, but I, I know that it's not. Uh, have, have you had a lot of challenges or have you had the opportunity to help other women or how, how, how do you feel your place in there is today? Well, I, working in uh, both British Columbia and Ontario, and since the mid-80s when I started uh, formally in the industry, because, of course, before that I was working in our family vineyard. Yeah. But um, uh, I, there were always other women, you know, uh, as peers and, and as um, people to look up to, and um, there, there weren't always many of them, but they were involved in, you know, a lot of capacities sometimes. It was in uh, small wineries with husband and wife teams. Sometimes it was, um, you know, in, in the bigger organizations. And, and uh, so there, was, there were always role models for sure. And I think there were always a few people ahead that were forging the path. 
And yeah. um, but uh, lately, the biggest uh, and most important thing has been our wine schools. So we've got some good schools in in um, BC and Ontario training people and giving them, you know, a lot of skills um, before they enter the industry. So I think that that's really helped to make people aware of the opportunities as well as coming in with a bit more confidence and skills so that they can, you know, step into a variety of roles. So I think that it's really opened up for, for women. And of course, um, a, a passionate person who's pursuing, you know, wine as their passion and, you know, attending tastings and, and kind of learning on the side, doing experimentation and, you know, making some great wines, I think there's always an opportunity there and the doors will be open. Mm. Uh, you mentioned experimenting, and I've been reading about uh, uh, one of my real heroes in hockey, Guy Lafleur, and you're, you're making a wine with, <laughs> Guy, with Guy Lafleur. What is that all about? How did that come about? Oh, well, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, 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 funny, a fun and exciting project. Um, uh, I guess it's, you know, over the years you, you make connections. And so like a friend of a friend um, got in touch with us uh, over a year ago. That was uh, both Peter and I and um, and said, you know, I've got a celebrity. We don't want to do one of these regular celebrity brands that you're going to find in, you know, bars and, and um, on the liquor store shelf. We want to do something different. And so... We, you know, we heard the story, we kind of, you know, we're trying to piece together who could this be. And then, you know, then we finally got to meet Guy and we, um, we really connected. He's a really genuine, lovely person and wanted to do something, you know, with, with a lot of um, credibility. And so after meeting for about an hour and, and discussing what we might be able to do, you know, Peter turned to Guy and said, you know, let's, we, we can do this like you played hockey right at the top of the game. So he was all for that. And so after that, we, um, Good line. Uh, you know, used our, our knowledge and connections of the industry and, and have been in touch with uh, various wineries in order to, you know, taste through barrels, select through various lots and kind of um, cherry pick some really top wines that uh, he can put his signature and that, you know, he enjoys to drink and that, uh, you know, we know are, are the very best that are being made in Canada right now. Wow. And tell us the name of the wine and when it will be available. Okay. So from Sperling Vineyard, so you have to buy it directly from the winery or online um, from our uh, website, um, yeah. our online store. It's called 60, so Guy Lafleur 60. So the 60 represents uh, the 60 months that the wine spent on Lees. So it's a spark, classic method sparkling, uh, Blanc de Blanc, dry, so brute uh, finished. And, um, and it also matches up with the 60 goals that, uh, that yeah. he scored. Yeah, so... Um, and so it's Blanc de Blanc, so... Sorry, yeah. it's Blanc de Blanc, so I'm imagining it's as elegant as uh, as he was when he was skating around the rink, uh, just skating circles around people. He was such a fabulous, <laughs> such a fabulous skater. I, I I've never gotten over seeing him live skating. It was it was such a thrill 
when I was a kid. But anyway, uh, I'm excited. You had me at 60, 60 months on the lees and a Blanc de Blanc. So is it 100% Chardonnay? Actually, it's Pinot Blanc. Pinot so, Blanc. Uh, as, well, there you yeah, go. As you, yeah, as you know, we've got some uh, great old vines that uh, are perfect for, for making sparkling. So uh, so that's what we've used, which is uh, a champagne variety, but just, you know, not that common. But, yeah. uh, but it's, you know, with that uh, extended time on Lees, it makes for a very rich and uh, elegant wine. Does it ever? You could have called it Blanc de Blanc de Blanc then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you've also got a natural wine. And that that's um I think they're very popular now. How did you come to make that decision? Well, um along with uh producing uh organic and biodynamic wines, um in you know in my repertoire i also became interested in uh different styles of natural wines and i really like making and i've been making since uh, about 2014 um orange or skin fermented uh wines at sperling vineyards we call our pinot gris amber that's yeah. uh, been fermented on the skin and then um kind of the next you know, kind of category uh, of natural wines where you can start with, you know, fresh grapes from the vineyard and uh, make a wine without any additives at all. Uh, very reliably, I find, is uh, Pet Nat. So that's a sparkling wine or a bubbly wine that uh, finishes the fermentation in bottles. So there's a little bit of sediment um, in the bottle, but... Um, but it's very fresh and lively and uh, and can be made, you know, without any sulfites or other additives. So yeah. um, this Super is something that, that, uh, that, yeah, that we've been working at. Um, and, uh, and we've got some, we, we call it our spritz pet mat. So it's a blend of a couple of aromatic varieties of old vines we have in the vineyard. And, and I think it's a really like lovely and refreshing um, sparkler. Yeah. Anna, we don't have a lot of time left, but I, I so respect what you've done down in Argentina, and uh, I'm a big fan of Roberto de la Mota, I think, who's played a big part in, in uh, what you've been doing down there. But you came up with a name, which I just love. Uh, what I love even more than the name is the story of the name. Can you tell us about Versado and how that happened very quickly? Well, uh, the after looking at over 200 different vineyards and vineyard sites and with the guidance of Roberto Della Mata, particularly on the vineyard side, we found a 1920 planting of Malbec. Um, it had experienced two consecutive years of hail damage. And so the people who owned it um, were not, uh, hadn't made any money for a couple of years and weren't, were having a tough time making it all work. So, we knew when we bought the property that it was going to be a fixer-upper. And um, so with, you know, two to five years of TLC, um, and we started making wine after the second year from uh, these old, old vines, um, we, the, the wines were amazing. And, you know, it was uh, just one of those things that, you know, we were chatting about it and sort of talking over the fence with the old neighbor and, he said, oh, those vines are versado. And we're like, what, what, what does that mean? And like the literal translation is versed in or, you know, 
once it's done it before, it knows how to do it again. And so it was, you know, really rewarding for us to kind of have that acknowledgement, but also, you know, that our instincts had been good about, uh, about where we should um, buy a vineyard. So, um, so that, yeah, that's a big part of it. So that was, yeah, super exciting. And of course the the wines are totally amazing. The vineyard's a hundred years old this year. So, um, you know, it's still, it's still, Picking along and and getting great care, and we've we've certified it organic as well. So, can uh, we buy yeah, it in British Columbia? Coffee. Well, as actually, um, I'm hoping that there'll be some products available in the spring. Um, we were kind of out of the out of the market for a couple of years in BC. It, it had been doing well, but it was a bit complicated dealing with the the LDB. So, right. Oh, I don't um, believe so, that. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take another run at it this spring. <laughs> yeah, and right uh, so I, I hope you'll be able to get some, but uh, there's just been a release in Ontario. So if you know somebody here who can send you a few bottles, that would be sure. the, the trick. Yeah. And Sperling, uh, we are so delighted to have caught up with you today. Uh, you have so much to offer this industry and we're happy that you are uh, still just chugging along, getting her done. And uh, we couldn't be, uh, more excited to we'll, we'll, we'll wait for the Gila Fleur wine and uh, of course you can buy any of these wines just check out sperlingvineyards.wine in, in British Columbia to order the wines thanks Anne and we'll uh, catch up with you soon and Anne a special hello to your husband and winemaker Peter Gamble okay I'll let him know thanks Casey uh, okay we got to take a quick break but we'll be right back with winemaker Ross Weiss from Black Hills Winery Join us next time for another Spotlight on British Columbia Wineries. Presented with the generous support of the agribusiness financial specialists at Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. When the cooler weather settles, the vibe changes, dishes become heartier, and wine decidedly more nuanced. Save on Foods carries the world's largest selection of BC VQA wine, more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries, all perfect for fall. There's no better time to experience BC's best vintages, and there's no better place to find them all than Save on Foods. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine. The team at Spirit Ridge would like to send out heartfelt thank yous to everyone. Thank you to the community. Thanks to the frontline workers at hospitals and care homes for keeping our loved ones safe. And to all our fire and police personnel. And thank you to all those who are helping and working hard to make us stronger. Spirit Ridge Resort. Stay strong and we'll be here for you. Part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca. Kalmana Family Estate Winery would like to welcome you to visit their spectacular winery in the heart of the Okanagan's Golden Mile Bench. Guests can enjoy seated tastings of six of their signature wines for up to six people per reservation. Feel comfortable knowing that rigid social distancing and cleaning protocols are in place to ensure the utmost safety of staff and guests. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Open 10 to 5 daily. Call or visit kalmana.ca for reservations. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. I got the recipe and it's called the magic. 
Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, our guest is Ross Weiss. He's a winemaker at Black Hills. I'm going to give him the dreaded question I get all the time and I hate. Uh, because I know you're, uh, I think you're up in Kelowna today tasting wine. Uh, Ross, do you ever get tired of tasting wine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just well, dying to ask somebody uh, that question. A bit of a challenge, but, uh, yeah, thankfully there's a bit of beer to change the scenery every now and then, so we, we tend to get away with, it, with a bit of beer and coffee in the mix. Yes, I think I s- people don't realize after a tasting when you go out, if you're at a hotel and then you go up and have a drink together, winemakers and people in the business who taste a lot order beer. Yeah, it's called a, a it's called a palate adjustment. I think is exactly. what, what's known as exactly. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I'm always a bit depressed going into the tasting, but once I start tasting, I get all fired up and I get back into it pretty quickly. Uh, so it is fun. I mean, it's an intellectual process too, which is kind of nice. Ross, uh, uh, first of all, 2020, the harvest is uh, almost put to bed. Have you, is everything pressed off, or you got a little bit more to do, or? One more press load, yeah. We've got one more press load tomorrow, just the last little bit of cab sove from the Black Hills vineyard, and then we're done. Yeah, then that's yeah. it. So, yeah, pretty so quick we, finish this year. We, yeah, we, well, we hear it's a, a small crop, but a good crop. Would you concur with that? or? We were slightly down. Yeah, I think we're probably 10% down on um, on expected volumes, but yeah, certainly a very yeah. good crop. Uh, you never want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but it's uh, yeah, yeah, looking pretty good at the moment. Not so bad. So 2020 now, that's, uh, if I'm my math is right, that'll be the second full vintage for you at uh, Black Hills. Does that mean you're settled in? or? <laughs> I don't know whether you ever get settled in. There's always something else to figure out. But, yeah, yeah, definitely settled in. I guess been through everything one full time now, so that always helps. Yeah. Um, yeah figured, a, figured a few tricks along the way at Black Hills. So, yeah, it's good to, good to get some nice fruit and a really good vintage too so yeah pretty excited looking at what we've got in barrel as we head into the the quiet time of year ross yeah. what is the most challenging part of a harvest oh that's a good question it's probably right now actually i think harvest itself you just you've got so much adrenaline and you're so busy and everything's happening it's it's probably easy to keep going and keep your energy levels high but then suddenly it stops and the weather's suddenly gone cold and gray and yeah it's probably now it's probably just the energy to keep going and and maybe to look at the next, look at the last vintages wines again, and just yeah, keep the energy levels up. I think it's probably right now. It's this quiet time. That's the hardest. Yeah, part. you can always look out the window at all those vines that need to be pruned, and uh, <laughs> that <laughs> never ends. Give you some energy. <laughs> yeah, it never ends. Uh, Ross, you're a MW. You're one of the latest MWs from Canada. I have been uh, reading through your uh, thesis recently, uh, oh. and I was quite. I was uh, I'm enjoying it, but I wonder if you could share. I mean, you you did a lot of research into uh, how the valley, uh, how things might look in British Columbia uh, uh, in the 50s, the 2050s, I believe. What were some of your conclusions yeah. about you know general conclusions? How do you see the valley uh, shaping up in the 2050s? And before you answer that question, tell our listeners what an MW is and what how what it takes to get become a master of wine. Sure. Yep. So Master of Wine is it's an institute that's based in London, although you can study anywhere in the world, um, and there's three stages to it, and the first and second stages are involved with a lot of self-directed study and tasting, followed by exams, and then the third stage, which Tony was just referring to, is the uh, thesis, or the research paper, as it's now called. So, yeah, as, uh, as Anthony mentioned, I did mine on climate change in the Okanagan Valley and how it's going to impact viticulture. 
And I guess the, the big themes to come out of it are we're going to get hotter. Um, we're going to get a lot more moisture in three seasons. Summer will be drier. And, yeah, I think less snowfall, less snow melt uh, to, to keep us going from a water perspective. So, yeah, I think the two biggest issues that we're going to see are extreme heat and reduced water for irrigation. It's probably the, mm. the nutshell. And so, uh, you know, the logical thing is then, will you, you, will everybody be looking at their agricultural methods and how they're going to grow vines without water or with very little water over the next 30 years? Yeah, I think, well, things are going to change slowly. I think that's probably the bottom bottom line here is we're going to see these changes slowly. So the sort of short-term um, mitigation methods you can use, such as canopy management and soil management and cover crop management, that will really mm-hmm. help you to, to avoid water loss and and keep the vines healthy but uh, longer term we probably do need to if we're replanting vineyards we probably need to have an eye to the future and look at plant material so are we planting the right grape varieties are we planting them on the right rootstocks are we keeping um, extreme heat and drought and things like that in mind when we're making these decisions so yeah it'll happen slowly but we can certainly plan ahead for 30 years as we're thinking about Hmm. and ross wise are you doing anything new in the black hill cellar this year yeah, we're always doing new stuff. So, um, yeah, we've got, uh, yep, so a whole bunch of Syrah. We, um, it's something we started playing with last year, so we sort of stepped it up a lot this year, and we did a couple of batches that were up around the 50% whole bunch and just sort of playing around with that and what it does to the to the aroma profile and the tannin profile. So that's well, pretty Sorry, bro- yeah, Ross, and you mean, so the whole bunches are going into the fermentation, so they're not being broken yeah. up as... And why do you do that, or what, what's the effect of that? So, yeah, that's exactly what it means. And the reason we do it, I think the stems contribute a little bit of tannin texture, um, a different kind of tannin texture, and some flavor and aroma as well. So we're just trying to get a little bit more of a savory influence, a bit more complexity in the wine, and yeah. a different tannin profile as well. So, yeah, it's trials. We're still trying to figure out the right percentage for each block, but it's definitely something we're looking at as we build more complexity in our wines. Um, what yeah. else did we play around with? On the other end well, of the spectrum, we played around with carbonic maceration. So we were actually oh, wow. um, doing whole, whole berry fermentation, um, looking to get more fruity, subtle notes out of the wine, um, and then pressing it early and going to barrel early. So, yeah, just looking for a more fruit-forward expression there as well. Just We've actually got a little trial. Sorry, not a trial. We've got a new product coming out at Red Rooster, which is a carbonic maceration red. So we, we took the opportunity to play around with a few different techniques there. So uh, obviously down in the South Okanagan where it's, it's, it's relatively easy to ripen fruit, in fact, you could bake it uh, if you don't watch out. Uh, so are you just trying to freshen it up a bit? Is that, is that w- what these things uh, in the end will, will do to the wine? Yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's a big part of it. Um, Syrah, we can get it very ripe, and especially in the in Black Sage Bent area. So yeah, a lot of it's to retain freshness or to give it a different structure that will help it age a bit longer. Um, yeah. But also there's a trend towards uh, lighter reds at the moment. I think people, they're not drinking so many heavy reds. So we're just keeping an eye on that trend and trying to, I guess it's always an eye to developing new products as well. Just keep trialing things, keep learning things. Maybe it becomes a complexity in our blend or maybe in the future it becomes its own product. Yeah. When, when, when you first moved in at Black Hills, we had a chat about some simple fixes. One was maybe a little less oak or a little less new oak. Is that, is that panned out or have you made any decisions that way in some of the wines or, yeah, or different absolutely. sizes yeah. of oak? Or? 
Yeah, all of the above, yeah. So our Chardonnay, for example, the 2020 that we have in barrel now is 0% new oak. So we have no new oak in the Chardonnay this year. Um, so we're just really showing off the vineyard there, and I'm pretty excited about that. Wow. Um, some, of the best, some of the best Chardonnay I've worked with um, in many, many years. Um, and then, yeah, for the other reds as well, Syrah is a big part of that. We're moving to larger format oaks, so punchins, 500-litre barrels, which have less surface area in touch with the wine. So you get less of an oak impact, and it keeps the wines a little bit fresher. And yeah. on an even bigger scale, Carmenera and Syrah, we're moving to 2,000-litre fudras. So these are Austrian fudras, oval-shaped large barrels. And, yeah, same effect, just keeping the freshness less impact from the oak, but still the same sort of oxidative aging vessel to help it develop. We're talking to Ross Weiss, MW and winemaker at Black Hills. Ross, Casey and I have been talking to wineries about, uh, you know, online shopping for the holidays. Maybe people should get organized earlier. Are you seeing an uptick in uh, people trying to buy wine now and get it get it done before the big rush? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, it, with, with the way the year has been, I think the e-commerce has been rather busy this year nonstop. So, yeah, it's definitely continuing through to Christmas. And I know the retail team have a pretty cool Christmas idea lined up with leading up to the, the big day. And, okay. Ross, how many wineries are you involved in? Uh, so I work with three in the South Okanagan. So Black Hills, obviously, that's my baby. Yes. Um, I also work with the, the Tinhorn Creek team, with Coral and the Tinhorn Creek team, um, and also with Elaine Vickers at Red Rooster. So they're the, the three that I uh, get most involved with and have a lot of fun with. That so you're working like with two two women. Portfolio. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they make uh, me look very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ross, uh, great to catch up with you today. To our listeners, BlackHillsWinery.com. Head over there uh, to look at some of the online offerings and current vintages available. Uh, and I think uh, uh, they will have also information on some of their Christmas packages as well. Uh, Ross, I hope you get a few days off with your family uh, over the holidays. I know we can't travel very far, but uh, days off are good too. Yeah, for sure. I think we'll probably shut down for a couple of weeks. But yeah, as you say, it's a shame we can't come to the city or get to the island, but we'll play it safe this year and save it for another yeah. day. We'll get that vaccine and we'll be spitting and tasting before you know it. <laughs> well, maybe not spitting. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. My pleasure. Thanks very much. Yeah, great to chat with you, Ross Weiss. He's the winemaker at Black Hills. Uh, Casey, one smart dude. I'll say. Yeah, and making really terrific wine. You're listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Uh, don't go away. When we come back, Casey and I are going to do a little online shopping across British Columbia to find a few jewels that you may be interested in for Christmas presents. You're listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. 
Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's Organic Ambassador Program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. The Modest Butcher Restaurant at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna welcomes fall with a brand new menu. They'll be featuring separate lunch and dinner menus with some old Modest Butcher favorites along with some soon-to-be new fall favorite dishes. Walk-ins are always welcome, but reservations are recommended as seating is limited with COVID protocols in place. For all you need to know, check out mtboucherie.com. Location, location, location. If you've made up your mind to finally take that big step and move to the beautiful Okanagan, keep in mind that you don't have to do it alone. The right real estate agent can make all the difference. Let Sean Everest of Remax Kelowna be your trusted advisor as you embark on this exciting new chapter. I'm Sean Everest. I raised my family here and you can too. Visit seaneverest.com and let me help you on your move. And welcome to the Okanagan. I'm sure you're going to love it. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Well, I need Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we talk a lot on this show. We have talked a lot on this show for over 20 years about how to be a, a better shopper, a smarter shopper. Uh, there's always an end goal for me. The smarter you are, I know that the smarter you are. Uh, the better shopper you are, the better product you get, and a better price. People sometimes don't think about that, but if you were buying wine 40 years ago in Vancouver, there wasn't much here, and uh, the whole world was dumping their junk here. So it, it's up to you to be a smarter shopper. Today we want to talk a bit about online shopping because uh, people are not going to be getting out, Casey, and buying wine. So, you know, what are the pitfalls to that? One is, you know... Uh, these are the questions to know going in. How much wine do you have to buy? Sometimes you got to buy six bottles. Sometimes you can just buy one. Sometimes you got to buy 12. So you have to keep that in mind. I think you should have a little buying group. Get your friends together. That's say you got two or three friends in the idea. bubble. So let's say it's a, a lot of these are six bottles for BC wineries. So you get three people together. It means you get two bottles each, and it's much more affordable to get a wine so so get a group together to start with if you can and then you'll know how much wine you need say you want two bottles each or three bottles each and you can order accordingly but it, it will save you some money uh, and you will save some money by buying direct too so it's a good way to go you'll also of course can buy online from uh, wine shops much tougher because they don't normally tell you what they're selling uh, and the BCLDB does no online shopping so that's a disaster from them but let's talk about, uh, I want to talk about four wines and how easy it is to do. First, Blue Mountain, Casey. Who doesn't like Blue Mountain I wines? know. And okay. I think I told you when I went into lockdown, I drank every bottle of sparkling wine I had in my climatizer. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about this wine, say, for Christmas or New Year's. Okay, you got to spend a bit of money, but I think it's worth it for, for that day or that evening. And I'm really recommending the Blanc de Blanc 2012. Uh, the wine is $49, but it's sensational. Uh, this wine, well, 2012, 2020, the wine was recently disgorged. It means it's been on its lees, uh, you know, it's been sitting in the bottle 
just gaining complexity and and uh, uh, flavor and just all the great things that can make a sparkling wine delicious. And it's 100% Chardonnay as well, uh, which makes it elegant. It's just a beautiful wine. Uh, so it's and it's available online. So that's a great wine to buy. Uh, so if you buy, say, a six pack and you take two bottles each between three uh, families or couples or in your bubble or whatever, and away you go. Or or you keep all six and you drink one uh, every day through the holidays. That'd be nice. And I'm sure, uh, Tony, that it's uh, a really good deal compared to buying a bottle of champagne. And, yeah. uh, and you know, there, I'm sure it's as good as a lot of champagnes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's at least $25, $30 cheaper, and it is a high-quality product. And, of course, you're supporting locals, so that's good, too. Although, you know, I'll never turn down a bottle of champagne. Uh, another wine to check out, Phantom Creek. Hold it, hold it. i got to add food to this. Fish and oh, chips. Fish and chips. With wow. Blue Mountain and potato chips. And you don't want yeah. uh, to have any bitter vegetables, bro- uh, broccoli or radicchio with it. Right on. I'd throw in some popcorn, too, if you're really Yes, lazy. and popcorn. Good idea. <laughs> okay, my next pick is to, to go to phantomcreekestates.com. Now, they're famous for their red wines already out of the gate. Everybody's yakking about their red wines, how great they are, and they are amazing wines. But the real buy there is the Riesling. The 2018 Riesling is $30. It comes off an 11-year-old site in uh, East Kelowna, and it's sensational. It's so well-balanced. You know, sometimes Riesling can be screechingly acidic or super sweet. You know, it can be in either direction. This is just a perfectly balanced wine, yet lively. Uh, You can't. Imagine how quickly this bottle disappears when you open it. Uh, okay, food for that, Casey. Thai food, a curry chicken would be excellent. Yes. Also, it'd yes. be good on the uh, uh, for the turkey dinner, holiday turkey dinner. What you don't want to have with it are peppery dishes because it overpowers um, most Rieslings. Okay. Uh, next up is a just a wonderful wine. Clos de Soleil. I'm a big fan of the Similkamine Valley. What I love so much about the Similkamine, and it, it's going to sound weird, is that the wines taste like they come from the Similkamine. And that's hard to describe, but they have this savory, desert, uh, stony, dusty, sagebrush thing going on in the wine, as well as the normal uh, fruit flavors. So uh, I love this wine. It's a, it's a, they call it a Bordeaux blend. I call it a Similkamine blend. Uh, and it's a lovely, uh, soft but rich wine and uh, perfect for, uh, you know, fairly big uh, meals or food menu items. Casey, what did you come up with? Pulled pork sandwich, Tony. Oh, that, see how <laughs> that's so good because that's so simple and exactly. uh, easy to pull off. And you can just sit around and drink the whole bottle with a pulled pork sandwich or two. And what you don't want with it is chocolate. Yeah, no chocolate. No chocolate. Uh, oh. Okay, I like that. Was there one more? Yes. Oh, yes. Cedar, Cedar Creek. Creek. So cedarcreek.bc.ca, uh, you go to that website. They have many different Pinot Noirs. I'm recommending their regular straight-up estate Pinot Noir, $26 a bottle of 2018. This wine is just so silky smooth and so varietally Quebec, uh, quote, <laughs> Quebec correct and of course, it comes from the north, so it has a cool demeanor to it. Just a just a delicious Pinot Noir, Casey. What would you recommend? You know, it goes with almost everything Pinot Noir, but I think especially Asian cuisines, Indian, Chinese, even Japanese. 
but you don't want anything with a fiery heat. So no jalapeno pepper jelly and cream cheese, which is one no. of my favorite appetizers, but you don't want it with a Pinot Noir. But it can work with a little soya, so obviously those Asian dishes, they'll be terrific. That's Online Shopping with Casey and Tony, and we'll post some of these uh, wines on our Instagram site uh, later today. Thanks for joining us, folks. We've got to get out of here. Casey, uh, great chatting with you today. Uh, I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.